0: Hello and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling themes and some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. On this episode, we'll be discussing trust in The Hungry Games. Well, as always, we'll start with a question for us. This week, since we're talking about trust, was there ever a, a time in your life where you really lost trust in someone?
1: Okay, so I have a kind of silly example.
0: Great, bring it.
1: I mean, it wasn't silly at the time, because I was a child, Mm -hmm. but I remember when I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real.
0: Okay. Big, big breach in trust.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, because I found, like, a list, a written list of, like, what gifts were being gotten from who and blah, blah, and it said, like, Santa, like, listed as (laughs) a gift, and I was just, I was so angry. How old were you? I don't
0: remember.
1: (laughs) But I was like still, I remember distinctly being so mad because... People had lied to me. Mm. And even especially because, like, I think the year before or something, I was kind of like, hmm, is this a thing? And like, I talked to my sisters about it and was like, this doesn't exactly make sense or this. And then they like convinced me how it was like real. (laughs) And I just felt so betrayed by everyone. (laughs) And yeah, I was upset. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Never trusted any of them (laughs) again.
0: (laughs) Probably for the best. What about you? The biggest one that comes to mind, I think, is uh, there's a time where me and and my partner at the time when I was in just after high school, we were very good friends with with another friend. The the three of us spent a lot, a lot of time together. But then I finally found out through my partner that this friend had been kind of going into a new relationship and she specifically told her not to tell me. And so obviously there's some breaches of trust going on throughout this three-part relationship, but I remember feeling just so hurt and like I couldn't trust someone who would deliberately keep something important from me. And that was really, really, yeah, really hurtful for me and something that was, was hard for me because they hadn't lied to me, but they had told other people that this was something that they didn't want me specifically to know. And mm. that, that was, was, yeah, just... That we were friends. Exactly. Uh mm. And so, yeah, that, that was probably the, the big one for me. Well, let's go into our discussion of The Hunger Games, and as always, we'll start with a quote. So, today's quote comes from the first book, The Hunger Games, from Chapter 9, as Haymitch has just announced to the team that Peeta and Katniss will be trained separately.
1: For there to be betrayal, there would have to have been trust first. Obviously, said by Katniss or thought by Katniss, Mm -hmm. which I think is just a really kind of perfect quote for her in general. Mm -hmm. I feel like she doesn't trust people easily at all. And it totally makes sense, right? I mean, going back to like her mom and then this super oppressive society she lives under. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think... I think it's interesting that she does kind of, she she feels like this initial betrayal, but then she's like, but if I feel betrayed, that means I had to have trusted. Did this boy somehow get me, like Pete to somehow get me to like trust him anyway? Mm. So yeah, I think it's interesting that, that, yeah, she definitely struggles with trusting and not trusting. Mm. Yeah. Know, throughout the series.
0: Absolutely. And also that, were there trust, when whether there was or was not, I think can be interpreted in different ways. But were there trust, there would be a betrayal mm-hmm. in this action when when it really comes down to it, this action was helping her
1: mm-hmm. right in intention mm-hmm.
0: and in in action. Yeah, I just think that's it's very interesting to see this idea of betrayal and of trust tied so so tightly together because for her, trust is intrinsically tied to betrayal, right? You yeah. trust someone and you will get betrayed.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and and it it shows how kind of subjective betrayal can be too because mm-hmm. yeah, in the end maybe something isn't betraying you, but you feel betrayed because you don't know everything. Like Santa Claus. <laughs> I got extra gifts. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm starting with a character this time.
1: Although I still wouldn't tell other children to believe in Santa Claus.
0: Of course you wouldn't.
1: (laughs) Of course I wouldn't. Well, one, I mean, many reasons. And two, (laughs) I just don't want to lie to people. Like little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways.
0: That's why you don't tell me it's nice to see me when I come in (laughs) from work.
1: The littlest kid in my, that I interact with.
0: <laughs> um,
1: okay, so you have a character.
0: I do indeed. So I decided not to go with Katniss because okay. I think that that is kind of very obvious and, mm-hmm. and and certainly very clear. But I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about Haymitch. Okay, um, cool. Because Hamish is someone who is not trustworthy in his actions. And because he's not trustworthy in his actions, Katniss doesn't trust him at all, right? But I think that we see that Hamish is trustworthy in his intentions. He is going to do what he thinks is best for the people that he wants to serve or or help or the cause that he wants to do so. And he will sometimes make hard or difficult choices that other people will disagree with as the best choices. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's doing them because of a specific intention that does not change, right? He is not a selfish person, really, um, in a lot of his larger, grander actions. And I think that intention is, is trustworthy, but it's interesting seeing the lack of trust in, in all, for all of him based off of the fact that he's not going to tell Katniss what he's doing because he thinks he knows what's best. And that's what matters to him when he's making these decisions.
1: Well, not only that he thinks he knows what's best, but he thinks he knows what's best. And if Katniss knows, she might screw something up.
0: Well, and that's the other thing is that <laughs> Hamish doesn't trust other people. Not mm-hmm. only he doesn't trust them to, to agree with him or do anything else, but he doesn't trust them to make the right decisions, right? He has no trust in their competency or in whether what they say, say to him is honest or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really fascinating to see someone who... who understandably has trust issues when he's had everyone he loves taken away from him. And the idea of getting close to someone and, and having that kind of faith in someone, I'm sure is is scary and, and hard for someone in that position.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's kind of, I'm just thinking, it's kind of interesting that in some ways, I wonder how much he made himself appear to society untrustworthy mm. so that people wouldn't see him as a threat. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, obviously they already took away a lot from him, but you they're not above causing as much pain and suffering as, as they want to, right? And so, yeah, I mean, nobody's, everybody, he was like the joke of District 12, mm-hmm. you know? And I wonder how much of it was that he just didn't care and how much of it was that, yeah, maybe he was intentionally... Making himself look not trustworthy.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and and he had no faith in in his capacity to do his job as a victor, right? And help further tributes to actually win. And mm-hmm. so, the idea of being ready for that isn't something that that matters very much to him.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: But the other other aspect of trust, I think, is really interesting with Hamish is in his communications with Katniss through the gifts Mm -hmm. because Katniss doesn't trust him, but she understands him. And so she's able to, to understand what he's trying to communicate just through these gifts. And I, I, and I wonder how much of that is trust, trust in this is what his message is. This is what he's trying to Mm -hmm. say. Um, I think there has to be a really, real strong foundation for that kind of really in-depth communication through just a gift yeah, I think that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree, but I'm kind of in one way we kind of disagree cuz I think that in some ways Katniss does trust Haymitch. Hmm. I think she trusts that when she's talking about running away or, you know, doing these different things of revolution that he would never turn her in, Mm -hmm. right? So she trusts that. And I think the only reason that at the end of book two, she gets so mad. And because she, yeah, feels this intense betrayal from them having had an agreement and then him not saving Peter, right? Mm -hmm. And going back to the quote at the beginning, she wouldn't have felt that had she not trusted him Hmm. so i think she does trust him like everybody it's with twenty thousand grains of salt Mm -hmm. but i think i think like many people she kind of oscillates between that like i trust you in this and then i don't and then i do and then i don't but like it's a it's a struggle for her
0: yeah it's a really good point i can see that
1: Yeah. yeah i was also thinking about what would have happened if Instead of the big betrayal of Haymitch at you know, for Katniss at the end of book two, if Peta's name had been pulled at the reaping.
0: And Hamish. Because
1: Hamish was supposed to volunteer for mm. Peta, So if he didn't volunteer, can you imagine what would have happened? Because he was still their mentor, like, in the games and everything. Mm. And I have no idea how Katniss would have dealt with that. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, that would have been such a terrible moment for her yeah
0: i would love to see that what if scenario right Uh, yeah yeah
1: (laughs) it's so fascinating
0: that sounds amazing yeah that's that's definitely something that like i get from loving comic books that have like multiverses who actually have Mm. like you can see what happened if magneto led the x-men instead or you can see what happened if these things happened slightly differently or characters kind of had different roles Mm -hmm. and I just love seeing that, and I'd love to see that for Hunger Games. There's right. so many areas redlit, so it's just yeah. like, tell me more.
1: <laughs> All right, if any of you are really good at writing fanfic,
0: yeah, that's the thing. Is I bet this that. does exist on the internet, and I bet it's. <laughs> Probably amazing. (laughs) Right? We
1: need to get hooked up with some of these people and like here are ideas. You make it into something wonderful. (laughs) No, I'm sure
0: someone already has is the (laughs) thing.
1: I mean, that specific scenario. Oh, I'm
0: sure someone's written that on on the internet. Okay,
1: you find it. Okay. If you find it, we will post it for you all, friends. (laughs) Yes,
0: indeed. But if you find it, friends, and then you can send it to me and then I don't have to look.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't let him off the hook.
0: (sighs) The hook to look. Well, what, what plot point did you bring?
1: So my plot point is about trust between Katniss and Peeta, hmm. because their relationship is kind of like a trust roller coaster disaster. Yes. Because at the beginning she doesn't really trust him. Well, and especially once once they get to to the capital, mm-hmm. right? She doesn't trust him at all. And if she had maybe something beneficial could have happened there <laughs> but she doesn't trust him and then throughout the games they start to build trust right mm-hmm. once once um he's wounded and they're in the cave together and she understands that oh he was doing these things to protect me and but then at the end of book 1 that trust is broken on Peter's side because he's like oh you this all of this was just an act mm-hmm. And I thought some of this was real. And so then that's at the beginning of 2, still kind of the aftermath of that. And then throughout 2 is they're doing their victory tour and then have to go into the games again. And everything like that, trust is like rebuilt again. Mm -hmm. And... Then book three hits and all trust is gone on both of their sides. PETA can't trust her because all of his memories have been warped. Mm -hmm. And then she can't trust him because his memories have been warped and he's going to kill her. And so I think it's just so interesting that in the end, I don't know how many years later, they end up being able to get to a place of trust with each other. Yeah, part of me kind of wonders how that happened.
0: It, it's interesting because I think that, that part in book three is a big part of it. Because when Peter realizes that he can't trust himself, he mm-hmm. can't trust his memories, and he does the real or not real game, he is putting that trust on Katniss and some other people as well. But Katniss mm-hmm. is the one who knows most of, of the actual answers. And so he... Like, that that kind of, I think, has to build trust back for both of them because they both realize that he does not have a foundation of memory that he can even trust. And so if he can't trust himself, whether he wants to or not at first, he has to place his, his mind and his self into trusting Katniss. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I think Katniss gains trust for him because... She sees him at his most vulnerable. She sees him as he's trying to rebuild himself. And I think it's hard to not trust someone who who you see doing that in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of wonder, too, how much they were able to rebuild trust based on, like, I don't know, like, if it kind of coincided with rebuilding their district and, like, their lives because they had never been together and they had never been close before all of this Mm -hmm. erupted and being able to like actually rebuild it and being able to share memories and document those in the book together and like doing these activities that showed at least for Katniss, a lot of him coming back. Maybe that had something to do with it. And also I just kind of wonder if part of it is they probably still don't trust most people Mm -hmm. and they probably never will considering what they've been through but they have an understanding that they don't have with basically anyone else Mm -hmm. and in some ways maybe that understanding is more important than like trust for safety because they can trust each other with their emotions Hmm. so yeah interesting Mm -hmm. so what compelling question do you have for me
0: i wonder how you see trust on both sides of the relationship between katniss and president snow
1: hmm mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting i don't think katniss ever trusts president snow until the very end hmm. i think she uses logic I mean, like, what's the chances he wouldn't actually kill any of these people he's threatening to? But that's not really trust, right? And in two, he, when he's appears in their little study and is like, we should, you know, just agree not to lie to each other. But I don't know that she ever really fully believes that. And they do kind of lie to each other still. I mean, I don't know if President Snow lies to her because that's the thing, he doesn't have to lie because he has all the power. So he can tell the truth and it doesn't matter because it's not, there's no negative ramifications for him. But in the end, I mean, I think she does trust what, what he said that they weren't the ones who bombed all those kids and that leads her to kill President Snow. So, I, I mean, President Coyne. So, yeah, I think, in the end, when he's like, "But I thought we had agreed not to lie to each other, and she finally yeah I mean that that's that's a big one to assassinate a president who just took power that you had formerly been fighting for just a few days ago but but yeah she she does, she takes that leap,
0: yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly i I think that that it's interesting because I don't think that they That he, in particular, does lie that much, as you mentioned, because he doesn't really have to. But I think it's so interesting how both of them are so clear about where they stand in regards to each other. And they both Mm -hmm. understand each other so well in those ways that they're able to trust each other in the midst of both of them having a public persona, which is the opposite of what they claim to be. Right? Mm-hmm. He claims to be a benevolent, benevolent ruler. She claims to be in the throes of love
1: in mm-hmm. public.
0: And they're both doing so, knowing the opposite is not actually that thing at all. And yeah. working directly in opposition to the other person, but navigating this realm of publicity and of, of public presence as well, mm-hmm. which is so dishonest.
1: Yeah. But, I, I mean, I do think President Snow lies. He doesn't lie to her yes, that exactly. we see, but he lies to everyone else. I, right? For sure. Yeah.
0: But that's the thing is, I don't think that he lies to her. I think yeah. that she understands his motivations and his... So she knows that when he puts a rose down in her study or in her room, it is to traumatize her. Like, she mm-hmm. knows what his intentions are. She does. There's no part of her that's all like, oh, maybe he was trying to butter me up. Like, no, she gets it and i think that that's a again a kind of trust of intentions
1: yeah there's a lot of things about him that she just doesn't doubt
0: yeah 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 and and i think that you hit on that last part at the end is really interesting because not only does she trust what he says and acts on it but he trusts her to act on that information mm-hmm. he knows that of the people who are going to come see her him talking to her is going to be one of the few ways that i don't know if he think expected to survive or anything like that but that you know, Coin would be dealt with.
1: I mean, I don't think he expected to survive because even if Coin was dealt with, he knows that Katniss would kill him for sure. And he
0: <laughs> probably does die soon, yeah. and he seemed to be being poisoned soon anyway. So like, it's not like he was lasting long. Well, but no, he
1: died. I think he died like on stage.
0: Did he like start laughing or something? I thought he like he was started like laughing, laughing. He and was, then like, kind he... of
1: choking on his like yeah. So like, blood I knew and... that he like
0: <laughs> he like, expected to die, but he mm-hmm. clearly was telling Katniss this for a reason, and I think. I don't know if it's because he hates Coin as a rival or just as the person who toppled him or whatever it might be. But he's just like, you should know this and you should do something about it.
1: Well, and I think he also is just sadistic. So he's like, even if she doesn't do anything about it, it'll haunt her the rest of (laughs) her life. That's so true, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Snow.
0: So yeah, so so what's your, your question for me?
1: So my question is, do you think... That people should have trusted Katniss as the Mockingjay.
0: No. <laughs> Definitely not.
1: Elaborate.
0: <laughs> I think that she is clearly very untrustworthy in both her actions and in her intent as being the jay She's doing this just to protect the people that she cares about. And as soon as she has the power to, she goes AWOL. She goes into often darts to do her own mission, which is a bad mission. <laughs> gets a lot of people killed. She does not complete her goal. Like, it is a bad mission. Maybe it helps to distract people long enough that the, the rest of District 13 and the rebels can attack more ably, but who knows if that's even the case? All we know is that this, yeah, she she, like Hamish, will just do what she thinks is right, regardless of what anyone else thinks. And that is, I think, a terrible symbol for trying to build a resistance that's supposed to be popular and about giving freedom and liberty back to people. I think that she Mm -hmm. does, she is genuinely good in that seeing suffering is hurtful to her, right? She does not like that kind of, yeah, she's does like suffering, which, you know, seeing it affects her in really powerful ways, which mm-hmm. is, I think, what's really powerful about her and why she's she can make a good symbol. You know, like when they talk about how she like when she's just there at the hospital and her reactions to that, that is the powerful moment. But like there's a reason why she cannot do the theatrics. She can't read a script like she is not trustworthy outside of her own agenda.
1: Although, wouldn't you say that somebody who can't deal with scripts would be more trustworthy? Because they can't put on a persona, really.
0: That's true. Although, obviously, they show how with the use of videographers and a makeup team and things like that, you can put on a persona. But I think that... She's only powerful
1: when she's genuine. Yeah.
0: And it goes back to that that idea of genuine... Genuosity? Genuine? Genuineness? Genuosity? Genuosity. (laughs)
1: Genuosity. Genuity?
0: Genuosity. Okay, sure. Um, Genuosity versus intention, right? Hashtag genuosity. Yeah, exactly. Her hashtag genuosity is is pretty high. She is not very good at being Um, (laughs) ingenuous.
1: Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) But her intentions, I think, are not as trustworthy because Mm – she, she only wants what she wants, and she wants to protect those that she wants to protect, and she wants to kill those she wants to kill, and that's about it.
1: So, I'll just push back a little, because I agree with m- most of your points, mm-hmm. <laughs> that in all of the ways that she's not trustworthy is the Mockingjay. But, I think, when you look at what she did in District 2, mm-hmm. where they were going to completely destroy every person who was working in the nut, Right. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, this isn't okay. And Mm -hmm. like found a way to do something else. I think when it comes to issues of justice, she is trustworthy, which as the Mockingjay, that is a huge part, right? It's not just about always her intentions, but it's about her passions, right? And so I I think there's that. And I think there's also the fact that She was willing and ready to die at any point for it, Mm -hmm. like in the last book, which I would think a lot of people wouldn't be. The majority of people wouldn't be. And so the fact that her as like a 17-year-old is ready and willing to do that and to fight for people, I think think that's significant. And Mm -hmm. so... In some ways, I think she is trustworthy because she is more genuine and she is more, uh, like, her her passions for it are real or they become real. They weren't always, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes she's very, like, kind of has a narrow focus about things, personal things that are important to her. But I think one of the reasons she agreed to be the Mockingjay to do these things was because of important things that were going on. So...
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't we move on to our missed opportunities? Do you have a, a missed opportunity that comes to mind? I well, was just talking, so you go. Okay.
1: <laughs> Unless you're going to take mine, then I should go first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have a missed opportunity that is something that I'm only kind of half-hearted for. Okay. Because... I think that with trust and and the distrust between people being such an integral part of this story, it's hard. Like the the person in me who loves like happy endings and the feels and things like that wishes that there was some sort of culmination where trust is really regained for people or where trust in people is uh, is kind of understood or or celebrated. Mm-hmm. Where there's some sort of connection between. Katniss and her mom or Katniss and, and Haymitch, or something that is beyond, we're going to continue living with these traumas and, 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 you know, things will not ever be okay because Prim is dead. So there's a part of me who's like, I would love to see some like real purposeful denouement of getting some like nice happy feels there. Mm-hmm. But then I also understand how that would weaken the story and weaken the message of the story and that one of the reasons why these books are so good is because it deals realistically with these issues and with these traumas and with these things like that and then things don't always have a happy ending and that it doesn't have to be a story that ends where everything gets gets resolved but i also wish there were some things that were (laughs) that were more resolved in ways that that would be i don't know i guess a bit more visibly beneficial
1: Yeah, I I I can see that, but I love how it doesn't get the (laughs) results because, like, that's life. That's real life. Mm -hmm. That is real trauma. Like, people talk about, like, trauma all the time, like, in very casual ways, but, like, real trauma is something that does stay with you, and it can pop up at any time. And, yeah, I think... Even with her relationship and, and, and Peter, like we were talking about before, even at, at the end, it, it talks about how sometimes he'll still, like, grab the back of a chair, mm-hmm. you know? And even though they've rebuilt trust, like, his trauma is still triggered sometimes. and And I'm sure in those moments she doesn't feel a lot of trust for him, you mm-hmm. know? But, yeah, I think that... That's that's real life for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see 30 years in the future if anything had changed. Mm. Not that those traumas would just be gone, but if some of them have kind of lessened or if she and her mom were able to do something to rebuild a little bit of, of what had been lost so early on in her childhood. So. Mm. Yeah, I think since we don't see that far in the future, I think it's good and it's very realistic that they don't. But yeah, it would be kind of interesting if, yeah, it was when they were a lot older and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's your missed opportunity?
1: So mine is that you never really get to see how the victors built trust with each other how they actually like made their alliances and things like that Hmm. because i i didn't say anything when we were talking about Hamish because it's like well this is my missed opportunity but i think he did trust some of the victors Mm -hmm. and he i mean he trusted them with his whole plan again any one of them could have turned him into president snow
0: was it his plan
1: i mean maybe not fully
0: Hmm. but he trusted them enough to be in part of that plan
1: yeah, and so I just, I understand, like, you're seeing things through her perspective. And so you can't, she would never refer to any of that information. But it's just like, oh, I want to know. Like, especially with victors who are so understandably distrustful. Distrustful? Mistrustful?
0: Distrustful in that they are not trusting. Mistrustful, I think, would be. They trust.
1: They're not like, trustworthy. Misplaced. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, anyway.
0: we probably should look this up before we started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so even though that, you know, their experience has been so intense and they haven't been able to trust anyone, but then somehow they were able to form trust with some people, and not just some any people, but like some people who are dangerous. Mm-hmm. They won their games. And again, I wonder if part of it goes back to trusting somebody who you know where they're coming from. And you kind of understand their their experiences and their motivations to some degree.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Because as victors, they all either competed against someone who that other victor was trying to help kill them. Mm-hmm. Or they as a victor, they tried to kill someone who that other person was working with, right? So like there yeah. there were these issues that happened and they have to move on and they have to build these other bonds and and mm-hmm. it was very clear after the the showing in book two how these bonds between them had grown and, and yeah, that's that's very fascinating. Yeah. I'd love to see that more of that. Totally. Well I guess we should go on to our takeaways. My takeaway I think is tied to to that that line that you mentioned between Snow and Katniss of not lying to each other. Mm. Because I think that lying in all of its forms is at the heart of so much of what goes on in the Hunger Games. The fa- the games themselves are a lie in so many ways. And you know, we've talked about this in, in our, especially in our Ignorance episode, Ignorance in the Hunger Games episode where you know, there's forced ignorance, and, and that is, you know, obviously not trustworthiness in so much of the society, and that there are very few places where anyone can truly be honest. So yeah, I just think that it's an interesting, an interesting quote for a series like this where there's so little room to be honest, and seeing that within those two characters in that situation is is just a very unique thing and and I think that's shown by the fact that they call back to it at the end right
1: Mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting now that you said that (laughs) it's just so demonstrative of how terrible this society is Mm -hmm. that it's not let's agree to be honest with each other it's let's agree not to lie to
0: each other. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is so low. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed.
1: Yeah.
0: What's, what's your takeaway?
1: I think my takeaway is kind of just wondering about how much of, like, common experiences are involved in trust. Hmm. Because, yeah, I don't know. it. It's not something that I really thought about a ton before. I think I thought about it in terms of, like, comfortability or resonance, but not necessarily trust. Hmm. So it is interesting to see, like, yeah, how maybe the victors could trust each other because of anybody who would hate the capital and want to see them come down. It's, like, these people who have been put on display for entertainment to be slaughtered and then after they even win and are supposed to have a supposedly like better life, like are treated terribly. So yeah, I don't know, it's just it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Ha ha
0: <laughs> Well, can you bring up what we'll be talking about next week?
1: So we're going to Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra as well. We are indeed. And we'll be talking about greed.
0: Greed in the world of Avatar. Damn. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. You can also go to our website, bit.ly slash lines. Or go to our Patreon site at Patreon.com/slash/geekbetweenthelines. We also want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at Lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram.
1: I believe she has new products out. (gasps) Gasp! I believe. I believe.
0: New products.
1: Yeah, you should check them out. I need
0: to get me some of them.
1: Yeah, you do, and then give them to me.
0: I mean, that probably is what I do on those cards. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're eternally grateful to her, as always. But with that, we're going to end this week's show, and we hope to see you next week. Until then, geek out. out!